0: You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day.
1: And hello and welcome to the Braves postcast, part of the all new Locked On Sports Atlanta. Grant McCauley, Jake Mastriani, with you after what was a frustrating defeat for the Atlanta Braves at Busch Stadium. As the St. Louis Cardinals got down early, the Braves got to Jordan Montgomery, who'd been nearly flawless since coming over to the cards, but it was not to be as far as a win being in the cards for the Braves as St. Louis continued to chip away at the lead. And eventually in the ninth inning, they took advantage of a very wild Kinley Jansen to grab a 6-5 walk-off win in literal walk-off fashion. We'll get into all of the particulars of this game and, of course, get you set up for game three, the finale of the series. But before we do, I want to remind you to subscribe right here on YouTube to the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. Make sure you enable those alerts and make sure you subscribe to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcasts. Well, Jake, let's get right down into the nitty gritty of this thing because it feels like we're kind of combing through this like an autopsy. But the Braves, they had a win right there in their grasp, but the ninth inning, it just wasn't to be as Kinley Jansen had what I would say is probably his worst outing in a Braves uniform.
0: Yeah, it was. And I think, I think a lot of us really kind of could feel this coming in this game, especially when the, the offense wasn't able to, you know, add on late against their bullpen and not blaming it on the offense. You got a one run lead in the ninth with your closer out there. You gotta, you gotta finish that off, but it just felt like that kind of game, that kind of night. And unfortunately, Kenley just did not have it at all on this night and leads to a a really tough loss and a really bad way to lose a ball game.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those where, I mean, I don't know that there's a good way to lose a game, as I've often said on this. I mean, you can win ugly, but you can't lose pretty, and this was not pretty at all. The Braves, though, they did have, you know, through that eight and a half innings, the game in hand for them, and you want to be able to hand a lead to your closer, and more times than not, Kinley Jansen has been up to the task. But on this night, after retiring the leadoff man very quickly, things unraveled in a hurry let's talk about it it was game number 128 for the braves on the year now 79 and 49 as they lose to the cardinals five runs 10 hits no errors and five men left on base for atlanta the cardinals 73 and 54 now they got six runs on nine hits and error left 11 men on base the winner is ryan helsley in relief he's eight and one now on the year kenley jansen suffers his first loss of the season now five and one Three hours, 20 minutes of game time, sellout crowd, 46,119 were on hand to see it. And as we often do, we start with what was going on on the mound for the Braves. But I think rather than getting into the Charlie Morton of it all right now, let's go ahead and talk about this ninth inning for Kinley Jansen and how it did unravel on him. As I mentioned, the leadoff man, usually when you get that guy, you feel pretty good about your chances of throwing a scoreless inning. And Kenley Jansen, it didn't seem like anything felt good for him because after that, it was a double on what really could have been ball four prior to the double that happened. A wild pitch, a walk, a hit batsman, an infield hit that tied the game. And of course, the walk that uh, led to the victory for the Cardinals, who scored twice in that ninth inning, just a bad performance. And I don't feel like he had it. And I saw Peter Moreland tweeted uh, in that ninth inning as things were kind of unraveling that Kinley was not using his cutter in this game. And if Kinley Jansen, the specialist of that cutter, does not have that pitch, I would imagine that he is going to have a tough night at the office.
0: Yeah, the only pitch he really had any command of was his curveball. It's really the only pitch that, or a slider, they call it, but it looks more like sure. a curveball. But I mean, that was really the only thing that he could get over for a strike. And I don't know why that's the case. Hopefully, we get something in the post game more on why he wasn't using that cutter, but just clearly did not have any control of that sinker in this game. And look, even the out he got, it was a loud out, a line out right mm-hmm. at Dansby Swanson. So, they just clearly didn't have it in this game. Fell behind Donovan, and who, like you said, should have walked, and then got a very hittable pitch. He drove it into the gap. And, I mean, look, you're going to have these nights. Like you said, sure. more often than not, Kinley's going to come through. But, like you said, this guy's known for his cutter, and if it's, he doesn't have that pitch, he can't control his sinker. I mean, how can you be effective at that point? And yep. that you know, kind of begs the question: Why was he still out there, especially after he hit Arenado? I get he's your closer; you're gonna you're gonna ride with him in that spot. That's his inning. But I mean, the guy just clearly didn't have it. And if he can't throw his best pitch, I really just don't know how effective you can expect him to be.
1: Yeah, that's clearly an issue. I want to look at the box score real quick because when you look at how many pitches Kenley Jansen threw in this game it was 23 pitches I believe prior to that uh, walk that he issued there to uh, to walk the game off quite literally I mean all of that other stuff unraveled in like 17 pitches I don't know who was going to get up early enough or or quickly enough and you don't necessarily want to warm up somebody in back of Jansen just in case he gets into any kind of trouble so you kind of ended up in a situation where you're hoping that at the very least after the infield hit that he'd figure out a way through it but then you're staring at Paul Goldschmidt And Nolan Arenado that you had to deal with in the inning, you can't retire either of those guys, which, I mean, they've been red hot. Hitting Arenado 0-2 was a big play in that inning. It just kind of threw more fuel or more just gasoline on that fire. The whole thing just kind of unraveled on him. So I don't know if in hindsight, other than throwing somebody else in the ninth inning, there's really another move that you could have made because they'd used the bullpen, I think, exactly the way they wanted to. Colin McHugh had to handle the sixth inning because Charlie Morton only went five innings in this game. He allowed four runs on a couple of two-run homers, five hits, three walks, four strikeouts, and again, those two home runs allowed 93 pitches, Jake, to get through five innings. It felt like Charlie was really laboring through this start as well.
0: Yeah, it really did. I mean, and this has kind of been, I don't want to say the scary thing, but kind of maybe frustrating is a better word, but just kind of the up and down that Charlie Morton's had all year. He just hasn't really been able to string good starts together. It's either been great, you know, six, seven innings and no runs, or it's been four plus runs in five or six innings. So we really just haven't seen that consistency all year from him. And like you said, I mean, he's only able to give you five innings as good as the Braves bullpen is, you know, to try to hold what ended up being a one run lead for the last four innings. That's just tough to do against a good Cardinals lineup. Like you said, you had to go through that Goldschmidt Arenado combo a couple of more times in the back end of that game, and it's just tough to do to hold that lead. Again, as as good as the Braves bullpen has been, you really needed some more link there from Charlie mm-hmm. Morton uh, to kind of you know give yourself a better chance in the back end. And now you've used your best bullpen arms in the first two games of the series, and now you got Jake Rizzi versus Adam Wainwright on Sunday night baseball. So not a not a good look here, obviously for the Atlanta Braves splitting those first two. You know, Mentor Iglesias likely aren't available. I can't imagine Kenley Jansen would come back tomorrow. I mean, I'm sure he could, but either way, you've used your best bullets in these first two games and the pitching matchup in the third one isn't necessarily great.
1: Yeah, I mean, the object clearly, I mean, in and every series, it's if you're playing three, let's win the first two so we can walk into that third game. You know, basically, I don't want to say playing with house money, but being right where we want to be and for the Braves, They were that close to it until that ninth inning went completely sideways. Atlanta had a 4-0 lead in the fourth, and there was a two-run homer from Andrew Kisner. That was the first of the two home runs allowed by Charlie Morton in this game. Braves were up 5-2 in the fifth inning. They answered with a run in the top half. The bottom half, Nolan Arenado, had himself a day as well. Four hits for him as he hit a two-run homer there that made it a one-run game, and it stayed that way until the ninth when the Cardinals scored twice against Kinley Jansen to literally walk this thing off with ball four with the bases loaded. So, you know, it was one of those nights for Kinley Jansen It was one of those nights where the Braves pitching staff, particularly, I would say more so Charlie Morton, not being able to perhaps go a little bit deeper in the game. And for Jansen, you know, maybe having a little bit of a cushion, the Braves did have a couple of opportunities here or there to add a little bit more, but they simply weren't able to do it against the Cardinals bullpen. So the old tip of the cap, as they say to the Cardinals relievers who were able to keep it a one run game and give their offense a chance in the ninth inning. Uh, by now, I'm sure, you know, if you follow us here on the Braves Postcast. a coffee AM is the official sponsor of the show. Coffee AM is an Atlanta based small batch coffee roaster. And if you go to coffeeam.com slash locked on today, you can get a full look at their menu of coffees, teas, and gift sets, and so much more at coffeeam.com slash locked on. Use the coupon code locked on, you get 15% off your first order. Coffee AM, the best small batch coffee roaster in America. Uh, while this game obviously ended poorly, there were some good notes in this one, particularly from the offense, which jumped out to a big early lead against Jordan Montgomery, who had been uh, nearly untouchable since coming over from the New York Yankees. He had allowed one run. Across 24 and two thirds innings in his first four starts, he was coming off a complete game against the Chicago Cubs. So the Braves, they go ahead and knock him around for what, five runs? You had to feel pretty good, Jake, about what the offense was able to do, highlighted, of course, by a big three run homer from Travis Darneau.
0: Yeah, and really the middle of that lineup. I mean, Olsen, and talked about it yesterday, he's really been swinging the bat great lately. Two more hits tonight, but now Austin Riley, who had been a little bit cool this month, you know, he hits a three hit night. So great to see that as well. You know, obviously, you know, we get to mention Ronald Acuna Jr. not in the lineup tonight. That changes things, you know, significantly when he's not in there. But, yeah, great to see the middle of the order. Those guys get going. Darno again, I feel like every game we're talking about a big hit from either Darno or William Contreras. So uh, those guys just continue to get it done. So, yeah, another, you know, great night from the offense. You know, certainly you score five runs more often you know, on most nights, that's going to get be enough for the Braves pitching staff. Unfortunately, it just wasn't the case this evening.
1: No, it was not. 29 home runs now for Braves catchers as of that three-run long ball for Darno. Uh, you mentioned Matt Olson, how hot he has been of late. Eight hits in his last three games. He started the road trip 0 for 8, but 8 for 13 since, of course, the big home run that he hit up in Pittsburgh. And he's uh, had a couple of multi-hit games here, five hits in the first two games against the St. Louis Cardinals. Travis Darno uh, was 2 for 4 in this game, had the three-run homer and the Braves' offense was able to put up what you would feel like would typically on most nights be enough to win a game. Unfortunately, Ronald Acuna Jr. was not able to play. I'm glad you brought that up because that changes the dynamic of the Braves' offense quite literally because it puts more on everyone else that needs to move up in the order and produce a little bit more. Dansby Swanson had a bit of a tough night. Of course, there's a big difference in having Guillermo Haredi in the lineup and having Ronald Acuna Jr. in the lineup, and that's no offense to the man who swings the swords, but it's very different between the two when it comes to swinging the bats. Ronald, not feeling uh, so good after running the bases last night, some some knee soreness, maybe some inflammation that he's dealing with. Brian Snitker said it was just kind of giving him a day uh, to get off that leg and, you know, hopefully being back in there sooner than later. But when you don't have Ronald Acuna Jr. in your lineup, It is a very different Braves team, but the five runs you scored you would hope would be enough on most nights, and on most nights it probably is. Well, let's get you set up for Game 3 on Sunday. Before we do that, though, and before I tell you about betonline.net, I did want to mention that, of course, as the Braves did lose, the Mets beat the Rockies this this evening, so the Braves' deficit in the NL East jumps the game up to three games back. Atlanta's 10-game road winning streak also ended with this loss, and so did the string of about a week's worth of quality starts from the Braves' rotation. So, Jake, I think it's just, you know, it has to be kind of a singular focus for this Braves' club. Each and every game is an opportunity. This one didn't work. You're going to have a pretty short memory. Get back out at it tomorrow. You still got a chance to win this series.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And look, this Braves team has had worse losses on this year, which is probably hard to imagine right now after, you know, the freshness of this one. And they come back from much worse. So, you know, I certainly believe in their resiliency to do so. Like I said, it is a tough matchup. Jake Odorizzi, who Look, he talked about it, said he's made some mechanical changes after that rain delay in that Mets series. And, you know, he looked really good last time out, albeit against, you know, a Pittsburgh lineup. But uh, hopefully that does continue. need a good start from him because, like I mentioned, you're probably going to have several of your big bullpen arms down in this game. So you're going to either, you know, need him to pitch a great game and or the Braves offense put up some big numbers, which, again, will be hard against Adam Wainwright, who just continues to do amazing things at his age.
1: Yeah, he does. He has been kind of an ageless wonder for the Cardinals, one of their greats of the modern era, or probably any era of Cardinals baseball. I'm sure he'll be in their Hall of Fame by the time he finally hangs it up, but showing no signs of slowing down here in 2022. BetOnline.net's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. You can find your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games with reviews and news from every league, MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. Head to betonline.net today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action that's happening at BetOnline, where the game starts. Game three is a Sunday night affair. It'll be on ESPN. The Braves and the Cardinals playing the rubber match with Jake Odorizzi, 5-5 five and five on the mound, Adam Wainwright, 9-9 nine and nine on the year for the St. Louis Cardinals. 7-8 p.m. Eastern time is that first pitch at Bush Stadium. We'll see if the Braves can continue their way of winning series. They've done a pretty great job of that. And, of course, finding a way to bounce back from a tough loss That, I think, has been one of the just real hallmarks of this club over the past few years under Brian Snitker is having that short memory and turning the page to that next day. And the next day is on Sunday with a chance to take two out of three from the Cardinals. Thanks, as always, for tuning in to the Braves Postcast, part of the all-new all Locked On Sports Atlanta. We appreciate you taking the ride along with us. Win or lose, we will got you covered here. Make sure you hit subscribe on YouTube and click the bell to get those notifications whenever we drop a new episode. And make sure you subscribe to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcasts. For Jake Mastroianni, I'm Grant McCauley. A rough one for the Braves at Busch Stadium tonight. They're walked off by the Cardinals. 6-5 the final score. We'll be back with you on the Braves Postcast after Game 3. And until then, so long, everyone.